0: What's up? Good morning, hospitality listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Will Slickers, and we want to promote our company, Good Morning Startups, as one of the sponsors of the show. The three of us, Michael, Brandy, and myself, have formed a company called Good Morning Startups to advise the next generation of hospitality founders and entrepreneurs. So if you are a new founder or a startup in the ecosystem of short-term rentals, hotels, and beyond, We would love to work with you or at least hear about what you're doing. You can go to goodmorningstartups.com in order to apply to see if we are a good fit to work with you and if you are a good fit to work with us. From integration partnerships to direct connection to potential customers, Good Morning Startups is the advisory group and incubator for you. So we're really excited to form this company all because of the amazing listeners of Good Morning Hospitality. So without further ado, we're going to get you back to the episode, but check out goodmorningstartups.com
1: Plan your trip at Aruba.com. Hey,
0: everyone. I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this, unfortunately, take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety can Contact me directly at will with one L W I L at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone can share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals to rescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to again provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe. As I know, we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in, in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning.
1: What's going on?
0: How are we doing on this fine, uh, you know, 2021
2: January day? Cold and rainy down here. Cold and rainy. I hope, yeah. I hope people are also watching today because they should see you today. I know some people are listening, <laughs> but if uh, I reckon the people as well to go to our YouTube to check how Will's looking today because it's uh <laughs> it, it, it yeah. looks different. Let's call it like this, but it's for sure. Check it out. Yeah,
0: it's not my normal uh, Monday hoodie. You know, I, I decided <laughs> on the uh, the look good feel good model today would be would be uh, pretty pretty new to try out. And I haven't worn anything pretty yeah. nice in a while. So you're,
1: you're off brand,
0: Will. I, oh, shh, I'm off brand. <laughs> As a branding guy, that hurts, Michael. That hurts <laughs> me.
2: Uh, <laughs> All right. Sure well, hurts,
0: <laughs> that's true well good morning guys uh, i'm excited for this episode um you know we're talking about the money where's the money show it to me um, it's going to be interesting i'm not uh a big i guess i'm not in the scene of uh acquisitions and equity and vc um this is all kind of a new world for me so i'm excited to um to really hear what you guys have to to talk about and as well as you know chime into the conversation when i when i see fit um so I guess the best way we could start this episode. Uh actually, how's your guys' week before I kick it off into you know Bit eruption and what's with all the noise?
1: We can fast forward through last week. Let's just kick it off.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't happen. It how looks like you, the previous uh, uh,
2: yesterday for me it really goes so quick, but it's uh no, it's a lot of starting, right? New targets, new goals for this year. So but uh yeah. A lot of still preparation. Don't look too much back. Look, yeah. look more uh, to the front, to the to the future.
0: I get it. Positivity is what we want, right? So I'll, uh, I'll kick us off. We'll get uh, into the bid report and then we'll kick it off with what's with all the noise.
2: Yeah, this time, we're not going to do a typical travel startup, more another company, actually, which has actually took over quite of the events industry. Um, Many of you might know Hopin. Actually, they started in 2019. Um, They did some investments around, and we talk about money today. If you're looking at what they did, actually, they did uh, in February of of 2020. They did this first six and a half million. Then they raised another 40 million, I think, somewhere in June. And then in November they raised another 250 million euro in November. So this is for sure this is a company which actually is helped by uh, by COVID. You can see everything moved to online, so they they grow enormously. Uh, you can check out the numbers, but it's insane how quick they grow. And actually, um, recently they bought Streamyard. It's also the platform we're using now to to uh, to broadcast this uh, this podcast. So they acquired them actually for 250. So they raised 125 million. Sorry. And then they bought a company for 250. So for sure, there's a big part is is done in equity uh, to get a team of Streamyard and and to get their technology uh, for running and in involving it and implementing for sure in Hopin. But it's enormous. It's it's quite impressive. If a company started in 2019, I think the valuation of their last investment fund was over two billion. So it's cool to build a unicorn or even a, a double unicorn in this case within a, a short time. So, uh, yeah, it is an, an, an industry which grows super quickly, of course. We all know the online events and everything. So is the valuation realistic? Not sure. Uh, we can discuss about it for sure. I think it's uh, 2 million. I think we're in the peak now. I'm not sure if it will ever stay as big uh, the, the Holland conference is how it is. But for sure, it's impressive to see that a company within a, a short time frame, actually starting in 2019, become worth more than 2 billion actually in uh uh, nowadays, So the startup of the week is Hopin, an online streaming platform. Um, I hope I explained it well. Um, they're creating virtual events, as you can see now on the screen and uh, might some of you used before. Um, so this is the start of the week. Um, for sure, choose next week again, a real travel startup. But I think it's interesting to mention also that around the whole hospitality events, uh, new, idea, new platforms popping up. So uh, again, Hopin, congrats with being the startup of, uh, of the week. Uh, another topic as well, what I'm addressing is the events. Well, we all know that January is not really particularly the, the, the month for events. Uh, what is interesting to already announce, I will do it again probably next week. On the 22 of January, I'll be on TV on, on the Netherlands. We joined the Young Business Award that was recorded. So I see myself in uh, 11 days from now, I see myself on TV. Uh, to pitch in there, we might see uh, if we come to the finals. So I'm looking forward to seeing myself on TV. It's a bit strange, of course, but it's also really exciting to see myself in there. And uh, I think next week starts some uh, um, elections as well. It was a CRODA event. We won the award for the last three years. So yes, there's some pressure on us. Uh, we won the startup award for the last three years. And there, hopefully you're gonna win again, maybe different category, maybe the same, but again, uh, let's uh, fingers crossed. And that's uh, my bidruption report for this, uh, for this week. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Good morning, and uh, this week we're going to be discussing generally on the show the influx of of capital that's both coming in or on the sidelines, but there's two articles in particular that caught my eye this past week. Um, One of them is that global PE firms are sitting on more than $1.5 trillion uh, of capital that's on the sidelines waiting to be deployed. Uh, I think we all are anxiously awaiting the the markets to dip in in some ways because it makes no sense that they're at all time highs um, during a pandemic where unemployment is at record highs. But I think they're they're looking for opportunities both in real estate and in technology, and there's a, a good likelihood a lot of that money is going to start to be deployed in 2021. Aside from private equity funds, venture capital is also supposed to be at a record high in 2021 um, with primary focuses on, on high-growth tech companies. And it, obviously, the pandemic has forced high-growth tech companies to grow even further. So I'm curious to see you know, a year from now, uh, can those high-growth tech companies retain all of their users as life hopefully returns kind of back to pseudo normal. Uh, We'll see, but there's good news for companies that are growing during the pandemic. Uh, I would suspect to see a lot of companies announce raises or acquisitions like Michael was sharing with us coming up in in the near future and uh, getting 2021 kicked off and, and hopefully ending this year on a really high note With growth, with funding, and and the wins back to sales. You can put a suit on, but you can't take yourself off mute, huh, Will?
0: (laughs) Dang it. Yeah, no, I was trying to make sure there's no echo during the intro, so my bad. Um, But, no, I was going to say I I agree with what you're saying. I think um, we kind of talked about this off um, off camera earlier in, in 2020, uh, about the, the amount of acquisitions. Um, and, and I guess, um, what do you call it when you're, when the mark, there's a lot in one market, but then you start acqu- acquiring stuff and it kind of, uh, shrinks it down a little Consolidation. bit. Consolidation. There we go.
1: This is a merger, yeah. yeah.
0: So I think it'll be interesting to see how 2021, um, you know, talking to a mutual friend of ours, Will Perry from Altito, we were even talking about just the, the um, you know, the, I guess the beginning of 2021 is not looking great, obviously, for the world, but just in the general Q1, Q2 sense. And then it'll be interesting, like you said, ending on the, the, the year on a high note in Q3 and Q4 with uh, a lot of these companies coming out with with funding and, and of course, even probably being acquired
2: yeah i mean i think really it... as well, right you can see more and more companies instead of like growing their market share actually they're also acquiring companies to create added value so i'm curious what's going to happen in there right you see of course booking that come acquired whatever some some renting plan like platforms for for open, open table and, and then otherwise it goes into activities etc so I, I think it's a lot of companies as well that's okay how can we become more relevant? How can we create more value? I think in the past it was more different. You want to create more market share, right? So the, your competitor, you took over your competitor. So I'm curious to see is, for example, are, are hotel chains buying, for example, co-working spaces? Isn't is indeed married buying WeWork? Or we'll see, I'm really curious what's gonna happen in this industry is... Uh, um, I think more that it also will be added value. So more services adding to, to companies. Um, you might see some mergers as well in the same areas of course but I think also there will be interesting acquisitions going on and you can see there's still companies or or, uh, or private equity companies or which has cash then you see the, the the companies are running out of cash so they can acquire them cheaper than uh, than before um, I'm really curious of what's going to happen coming year you see a lot of money comes available like more in investments recently many of them were Vacation rental, if, if you see, if you see in the platform like the Sonders and stuff, and if you check in Crunchbase or any platform where you can see some investments, many are in connectivity technology or they're in vacation rental. So, we with Bidroom also, we we're planning a new investment round uh, uh, beginning of this year, uh, try to close it in the second quarter. So, we have, we have quite some interest. So, this is also what we're looking into now. Okay, are we going to a strategic investor to grow our user base? Are you going to really go for cash? It's always a consideration, right? And it's interesting to, to look into what is the approach. Uh, there's also interested in, in, in acquisitions stuff. So it is also, I love this topic. I just try to read a lot about it and to see what's happening. And sometimes it's surprising, right? Sometimes you see there is a company acquired with just well, I'm not going to mention names, but they just have, for example, just some email addresses and some some users, and they quite for quite a lot. And then you see the companies which just has a lot of infrastructure and technology and everything, and they're just they're just failing or they just bootstrapping, etc. So it is interesting. It just I think it's also just the right people, right place. It should be complementary of helping the other business. So uh, I know what you have to say, Michael G. But I'm really curious what's going to happen this year in in, in the money. In the hospitality,
1: yeah. Look, I think it, to, to spew two cliches at you guys: the it takes money to make money, and the rich get richer. I think that's that's what's going to happen this year. And and I mean personally, and this is my views. This is not me giving any financial advice to any viewers. So disclaimer, but. <laughs> Uh, I've invested in the market leaders of each segment. So Marriott and hotels, Delta and airlines, Norwegian cruises and cruise lines, like the rich will get richer. And as, as the segments, all of these segments are, are depressed right now, um, the, the market leaders are going to rise and the market losers are either going to get gobbled up or, or go away. And we're going to see that across the board this year where um, consolidation is going to happen. people are going to buy their competitors they're gonna eat up market share and, and the winners will will win, which is not a bad thing in, in general.' Uh, that's, it's the evolution of capitalism but it's just been you know lit with gas in 2020, 2020 and 2021. And to, to piggyback on a, a point that Michael started to, to take, uh, <laughs> I think there's some fun adjacent acquisitions that could happen if you look at market trends and, and what's here to stay or what's, what's not. I know Booking and, and Expedia both use BlueJeans as a, a video streamer or, or video conferencing call. If they want to hedge their bet against business travel returning or not returning, that probably a pretty good acquisition to, to take a look at. Um, Michael mentioned WeWork and Marriott. Marriott's got a bunch of rooms that are, are vacant and WeWork has a bunch of office space that they're paying for. Why not team up and turn a lot of that office space into, or turn a lot of hotel rooms into office space and To stay on theme of this show flexibility of being able to turn units on and off is is crucial and people still like to have an office to go into and there's no better spot during a pandemic than a hotel room like Mm -hmm. you're totally separated and then amazon loves subscriptions and, and our friend michael over here is is living that subscription life so <laughs> Amazon, getting into, getting into travel. Uh, Bezos, if you're listening, Michael here, uh, I'm sure would, would answer the phone if you call, but the price is t- twice as much for you as it is for anyone else. So.
2: <laughs> well, it's interesting. Actually, <laughs> wrote about us some time ago and they mentioned us as the Amazon Prime from the hotel industry or the hospitality industry. So it does make sense. So if, if just Bezos wants to phone me, we can figure that. We can we can discuss. I know it will be tough negotiations and stuff. And I know he's maybe pissed because he's not the richest person in the world anymore as he's passed <laughs> by Elon <Allah, Allah laughs> Musk. So I'm not sure. I, don't, I hope he's in a good mood because, of course, to be number second, I don't know if it's uh, how does it feel, right? But uh, well, I was yeah. gonna say
0: your bedrooms, the the, uh, the Amazon Prime of
2: subscription.
0: To this <laughs> I was going yeah. Bidroom's the Amazon of subscriptions, but you're the Elon Musk of uh subscriptions as well. So it's like you're kind of playing you're playing the two worlds right there.
2: Yeah. Well, unfortunately they don't have the cash but they have together, just not yet. No. Yeah. No, but it's, it's a nice combination. But indeed, when you see it's like it makes sense, right? You see in, in, in the industries, if it's complementary or make it stronger, stronger, it could make sense. And yeah. you see that maybe we work is struggling a bit and it could make sense to do Move like this. Well,
0: I was going to say the 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 value add that piece that you were talking about. I think is going to be pretty critical. Um, just like as we saw, like Wyndham acquired uh, Travel and Leisure. Um, yeah. You know, to me, for a hundred million dollars to acquire a digital uh, marketing business or platform, um, that that was a little out of the blue. But I think at the end of the day, when we're talking about you know the rise and recovery of hospitality. Um, it's not just about eating up your competitors. It's about adding, um, pieces that you can deploy as different, like you said, value adds. So, you know, 2023, 2024, when hopefully the world's kind of recovered and, and the economy starts getting up and unemployment's down and, uh, you know, all the other factors that lead into, to a healthy industry. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with these tools and, uh, Acquisitions that have now become value adds.
2: What's well, awesome. try, What you see is like Lonely Planet was sold as well. I said this is a few months ago. So you can see content and travel and as it becomes then kind of popular. Maybe they were also in the running to see if they could acquire Lonely Planet. Not sure. Um, but it's interesting to look. Is okay. Uh, content becomes interesting. Okay. Are there more acquisitions you see? More in the in other fields as well. You see, for example, when travel click got uh, bought by a I and mean, years ago, you saw the channel mm-hmm. become popular again in investing or acquiring. So see that I think it's also often a trend, right? When you see they're following each other. I mentioned I think in the previous episode, if physicists are really on top of what's going to happen, and they try to see trends, and if there's a trend appearing, you can see okay, they don't want to miss that if number gone and the one is gone. Maybe try to get number two. Um, so there's a lot of things happening, and I really, it's going to happen in in all spaces. And again, I think some strong ones they can come out strong. They're acquiring the small ones. We also get approached in the past, like, okay, can we get your team because we actually need in our corporate segment we need people with like the new uh, with new ideas, fresh, etc. So I think there's also you can see acquisition just only done for team for people as a. Especially startups that the CVCs or corporates gonna buy startups just for their for their team, right? Okay, just a different way of mm-hmm. thinking, agile thinking, etc. So, this could be also a trend that the corporates who are missing actually the well, what they see now that they're missing this agile working or missing some skills. Just gonna acquire a company just for for team.
0: No, it's good good point.
1: Well, the, the travel and leisure one, Wyndham's already announced they're gonna rebrand to be travel and leisure, like. It's a great brand. Um, I'm sure they were spending a lot of money on their marketing, but yeah, $100 million for a print media seems, seems a bit excessive.
0: So, Wyndham Destinations itself will become Travel and Leisure?
1: That's what I read. That, that oh, they're
0: interesting. They will rebrand it to yeah. Travel and Leisure. Interesting. That would
1: be interesting. Well, keep,
2: yeah, like they you the said, brand, brand. They the brand, they the travel leisure, and, and they're using this actually, they, this brand for. For the consumers and for the users, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It makes me, uh, one of my PR friends brought up that article to me when we were both all talking about it as well. And it made made me think of, um, you know, what what is it going to look like for uh, advertising and, like, their awards? You know, are, are they going to continue the awards that they do? Um, and then, of course, advertising. If, if uh, let's say, IHG or somebody wants to advertise with them or has advertised with them, uh, will it be at a premium price now or will it go into, uh, sorry, this is our, we can deny, um, you know, the competitors the opportunity to, to get in as well. So it'll be interesting to go and see, but I don't think they would because it makes no sense to turn away money. So
1: no, they won't. All right. They'd it, be silly to do that. Um, you're, you don't want to buy a hundred million dollar company and then cut off their revenue streams. Yeah. Uh, but the, the better question is, will IHG want to advertise with them, knowing that Wyndham now Travel and Leisure will, mm-hmm. will have all of the prime spots and they're really going to be self-promoting. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, it, it's – I don't know a good comparison, but but putting your competitors as customers – Makes it
2: challenging to. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be weird, right? Because it goes in the pockets of Windham at the end, right? And if you're just if you opening the the magazines or even online, all their sponsors and everything is it's mainly it's hotel in hotel industry, right? You can see it's like it's luxury hotels and brands, etc. So indeed, are they going still going to advertise in there? I'm, yeah, it is not, if you're looking at a lonely planet they have a lot of information, content and they're more neutral, independent so it is a different image but indeed, when something becomes really owned by Windham which is a brand, which is a direct competitor for my hygiene merit, etc I don't know, are they really going to spend their, their money in there? I'm not sure I'm curious
0: Yeah, we'll see how that I goes I don't think so
2: if I can... Michael,
1: as the, the hotel expert How long until Marriott's competitors, obviously Accord is now starting to do some short-term rental stuff, or in a bigger way at least. Um, How long until Hyatt and IHG and Hilton start to, to get involved?
2: I think they're already busy in preparation on this, right? They just, they can see the trend. I think they're looking at the right moment. You see also when partners we spoke in the past, some of them, even though it's not particularly the same topic, but sometimes they're preparing for one and a half, two years to make the right move on the right time, because for them, is timing is important, right? They have their partnership, they have their image, et cetera. So I think timing is important. I think also the way, if there will sure will be an acquisition, right? What they will do. You can see, of course, one fine stay in the past with that car and everything. So they have, I think what they're doing acquisition or want to go into short-term rental, it must be something which fits with them, right? If you see Hilton is really American, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious if they're going to acquire somebody, if it's going to be company outside the US. I don't think so. I think it will be more to keep this American branding, etc. Yeah. So, Or are they get, or developing their own kind of... Yeah, Marriott brand. didn't buy anything. No. So... so. Uh, yeah, it well, they're, like Merit has Merit there, yeah. They have with their own stuff. they with their luxury and with their villas, and, and Marriott is, is testing a bit at developing by themselves. Hilton, I think, it stays quite. Uh, you know, you don't hear much from them regarding the vacation rental. Hyatt, uh, I know people from Hyatt. I don't know if they're listening, but they're really focusing on their own loyalty program and everything. When the when the talks that I had with them also in the past and. I don't know, it's just, I think it's also an image, right? And I think it's some Hyatt for me, but that's, I don't know if you agree with this for me, you always have a, kind of a business approach, quite, quite, the, if you're looking at the hotels and everything, Merit Mer- Mer is a great combination, I think. it's They have a lot of resorts, they have business, etc. Um, So, um, yeah, I think still you might see that maybe Hyatt stays more in the in the business, even though this is hit quite hard. Yeah. Um, you can see there's so many trends going on. Uh, I am I think they want to keep this luxury. And I think that also could be a danger, right? As soon, of course, it's all connected to branding and image. And as soon they go to vacation rental, merit goes in the villas and luxury segment. So if they go to short-term rental, I think they want to stay in kind of the, the five-star kind of freedom experience. So I'd, for sure, if they do an acquisition, must be something in the luxury segment because they will not take the risk as well to take it to go more into like uh, less than five stars, right? If you go, for example, Best Western, for example, if they will do something more into vacation rental, yeah, they have different brands. They have different kind of levels from three-star or four-star they have. So for them, it's a bit easier to, I, I guess so, to to do something with vacation rental because the standards are different when you're comparing it with, a, uh, for example, with a luxury chain. And indeed, also, of course, Hilton has some different brands also in four-star segment. Might do something more in there but when a brand is really upscale if we're talking about the Kempinskis the Shanglias, uh, et etc they I think they will not go ever into short term rental I don't think so because then the whole experience is gone so let's see I'm really curious I think it's just the right moment the right the right also the right company should fit with what they're doing right and there's not so much out there if I could think about a company which matching actually which okay this would be make sense to be part of, for example, of Hyatt, of, of Hilton or whatever. I don't know. I also don't know which one makes sense, right? I think they're not really... Yeah,
1: it doesn't have to be an acquisition. You can tap into your loyalty base like Marriott did and then capitalize whatever percent on, on every booking of it. Um, it
2: happened. Right? Like you're starting partnerships and and you see that Airbnb was always searching. But okay, what are we going to do with hotels? They might go with some, some loyalty program and maybe i we're going to work together with a few hotel chains and they can do cross-selling, etc. This could, could make more sense, in my opinion. Um, sharing loyalty programs, yes. Maybe eventually you see that they're creating loyalty programs within chains together. I'll not be surprised to help each other a bit because, of course, you, you might see that there's a loyalty program. You can, can do points, merit points, maybe in a different one. I'll not be surprised if this will appear. Of course, it's pretty... Tough competition, but at the, at the end, they want to. They all know each other quite well. The chains want to stay. This whole chain image should stay. You might see some some initiative in the in the in the loyalty programs, maybe in the smaller ones, and you might see redeeming your points somewhere else. I think as well, you see more that, for example, points in air and, and for example, airline points or those points might, you might redeem more in in hotels and maybe opposite to help each other. I think you more see that, for example, Delta or close or work with some. Uh, hotel chains to redeem points because they got so many points which has to be used opposite the same to support travel I think you see more than I think shared loyalty programs in uh, not in the same segment
1: Yeah I mean I think it's it's going to be interesting when some brands like IHG who have extended stay at hotels um, see if they ever get involved in short-term rentals or if they're Short-term rental product is an extended stay hotel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've all stayed in extended stay hotels, but there is, a, in my opinion, in my experience, a pretty substantial difference of an extended stay hotel and a short-term rental, just in quality and this mm-hmm. and environment and all of that. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if any of those brands that have big exposure and extended stay do something in short term metals. Cause that, that's more competitive than Marriott getting involved in short term metals. Uh, yeah. in my
0: opinion. Well, shameless plug, but we have a mutual friend that was on the podcast, uh, Travis from Marriott and uh, doing the homes and villas program. And they were talking about it. And the one thing that I think though, like, cause we're talking about IHG, I don't think they're getting into the short-term rental game in the way that Accor and, and Marriott have been, just because, like you said, the the extended stay. But the biggest issue for, um, you know, hotel chains right now is I think keeping their owners happy, their franchisees, um, and that's really hard because de- definitely COVID has affected um, not only the main chains' properties but their their franchise. And so I think it's like uh, both of you've been saying. It's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be the right time, the right moment. But then also, I think, you know, 2022, maybe end of 2021, the lines between short-term rental and hotel company are going to blur even more. Because I definitely know Airbnb yeah. can't mm-hmm. just stay the way that they're, they are right now. Like, they can't be just a booking platform. They're going to create a point system. They're going to start probably merging or acquiring hotels or doing the boutique side of things. Who knows? But uh, I'm for sure,
2: there was a subscription model. I'm just saying this for a while. i will not be surprised. There's also, Airbnb. Just yeah, if it will be there, just see. But I think also they they will go into subscription. But let's see. But uh, yeah, what you said it is it is it is interesting, right? I just a lot of things would change actually. And when you're looking at short-term rental, we, I think it was one of the first episode we talk about more about apart hotels. I think this yeah. might be one of the first moves. Right? Okay, they're just going to be a bit in between to go within into short-term rental. It's a bit scary. It's still this whole the, the whole the franchisees and the, the whole the agreements. Okay, we, we might see more like moves. Okay, we are just having complete blocks, for example, with multiple apartments. Yeah, but the uh,
1: franchisees could buy these this building and they could they could own the hotel and the the extended stay or whatever they want to call it, apart hotel. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, you might be more starting maybe with some sub-brand, which is actually more like an, an kind of apart hotel kind of complex. And if it's long stay or short stay, I think it's in the middle. I think also you will see that maybe in short stays, there will be some more apart hotels actually, which is still getting where they try to sell the quality a bit of the image of, of a brand, but actually make it more accessible and make it more homely and make this whole, the benefits of a short-term rental, right? So, but then it still yeah. be more like branded. And I think that will be more, pops up more interesting as well that is okay complete blocks which actually doesn't have just a room but has has a kitchen has some more facilities and this will be more branded actually and they're coming with sub brands i think there will be bigger chance uh they go more into this uh, this area
0: yeah i'm gonna say another kind of shameless plug for a guest on the podcast was uh, orion house i think more styles of um that type of building there you know their main business model is to lease out the apartments, whether it's a studio, one bedroom, or two bedroom. But um, for the tenant to turn on a switch and say, "Open for vacation rental bookings" uh, on all these platforms, and it's branded, it's got you know that professional apart hotel feel. Um, I think that's going to be pretty substantial for for what we're talking about as well. Like again, blurred lines. Uh, it's not a hotel; it's an apartment mm-hmm. complex. Yeah. But it's at the end of the day, um, it's a s- sustainable business model.
2: I think in the blurred lines, we, we talked about work. why you see more like spaces actually, which is, can be like multi use, right? So you have some rooms mm-hmm. where you can stay if you work over for a few time. It's a room where you can also wait day use. So you're just using this room just for day use. Then there will be rooms you, now you can also stay over if it takes longer. Then in, downstairs, you have a common space where you could meet with the coffee corner. They have some, some, uh, some eating facilities, simple eating facilities. So I think it will be more need blurred lines. so it's difficult to give it a clear name what it will be well, what is the naming. but it will mm. be a combination of, of co-working, of stay, day use. Um, so I think this will be really blurred and, and I don't know if there's already like a good naming for it, but it's it is interesting. But I think in this will be more multifunctional right And sometimes you just want to yeah. use a common space. sometimes you need it off, sometimes you need a meeting room, sometimes you just want silence in your own room. Sometimes becoming later, you're in different areas, so you see more like we work kind of memberships. Call it again the membership part when you can work in different places, you can sleep in different places, and really combine this work, uh, work and sleep, and probably eat. So, yeah, lifestyle flexibility, flexibility <laughs> baby. It'll be a new lifestyle. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you're starting the, the hospitality company called Flexibility Hospitality. <laughs> That Man, is. I think
0: <laughs> the amount of startups yeah. we're creating from this show. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, being here. Anything exciting coming up for the next week? Anything you guys want to give, like shameless plugs or anything like that? Anything uh, for the audience to take away?
2: I think maybe we can we're talking often about business ideas it'll be nice to address something like a business idea and let the the listeners giving some feedback right to validate directly that doesn't make sense or not and then somebody can pick it up one of the listeners but it's interesting to address some some business models some business ideas and stuff and uh, and it, we often do coming with different ideas I just know a few that we addressed before but it is interesting, and again, to see, okay, where is the line, right? Is it really, what is the name? If it's a short-term rental, is it going to be long? we talk so many names, Is it going to be long-term. I think it will be more flexibility. In the Netherlands, for example, you have the student hotel. This is like kind of, they have rooms, pretty convenient. Downstairs, you have a restaurant, you can work from there. They were first targeting pretty, like the students. You can have it for one month stay. You can rent it for half a year. If you want to use it for a few nights, it's also available. So there have a specific numbers of rooms rec- uh, allocated for this and really flexibility. And I think that's also, we talked so many times about the keyword of 2020 flexibility will be different flexibility in, in this year, I guess so. But I think if you're looking at hospitality and, and, and blurred lines and, and how you're staying, how you're working, uh, how you're traveling, it'll be really flexible.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was supposed to have three trips this month, but I have zero because that's the world we live in. So um, the, the flexibility piece is key. And I would love to have the local hotel here in, in my town have rooms available for working, but they don't. So they're missing an opportunity. But yes. flexibility, hospitality, here we go. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for And connectivity, yes. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, showing up. And then thanks for all the listeners who tuned in. And we'll see you guys, obviously, next week.